I'm Kaylin. And I'm Heather. And this is We Need Closure. We Need Closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Heather, have you discovered yet that I am literally zero or 100 and there's nothing in between? I think I discovered it this morning. <sighs> I just want to apologize for what you walked into here at the studio. <laughs> um, I guess what I'm saying is I, I feel like I'm either awake at 3 a.m. texting you, trying to get everything done, being really on top of it, and you walk into the studio, which we all know is my house, and it's glistening and the candles are lit and life is good. Or my you, latte is ready. That's right. The steam is coming off of it. Or you walk in today and there's like half eaten grapes on the floor mm-hmm. from my toddler and probably spilled milk and no mascara and my hair is up in a ponytail. So how do you feel well, about listen, that? Listen, I'm just glad we do at your house because if you were to come to my house at any given moment, like it's a it's a disaster. We should do like a crash so, episode yeah, at where no. I just show up no with judgment. all the equipment at but your I, house. I judged you a little this morning. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I was like, did you know? We have a guest coming. Did you? I wish I had an in-between gear. But, but you can get it together in like two minutes. That's really impressive. That's the coffee working yeah. its magic, yeah. my dear. And I am, I need it. And it is, it's like a little drug for me, but I do. It's, I'm like the Tasmanian devil once it kicks in and this place is sparkly. Yeah, now. it looks amazing. Thank God. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you was I got the sweetest text this morning that a listener said our podcast has inspired them to become a realtor. And although that is the kindest thing someone could say, number one, I want to say, how did you get that out of this? And number two, shit, we've just added another realtor. I know. To the big pool of 8 billion realtors. Yeah, I would not, I didn't think that's not our goal. It wasn't And I would think if people listen to this, they would probably not want to do this. That's kind of what I thought was going to happen. It could be fun. You know what? The things that we don't intend to happen turn turn out great. So you know what? Good luck to that new realtor. Please keep listening. (laughs) Let us know if you need any help. Last week's episode was definitely one that you should listen to. Um, But we can't chit chat too much today, Heather. We have a big deal guest on. Well, so big of a deal that we have real pants on and makeup no, on. No, I, I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. No. Okay. I have pants with a button on no, today. No, I don't. Really trying to dress it up for this guest. So listener, today we have Scott McKnight from McKnight Title. I'm sure many of the listeners out there are very familiar with this person, but what you might not know is he's originally from Oklahoma. He went to OU for both undergrad and law school, but he moved to Fort Worth to do general practice. He became a fidelity fee attorney, which we established neither you nor I have any clue what that means, and we're going to find out here in a little bit. But he is the owner and lead attorney for McKnight Title, and we are so proud that to find out that they're celebrating almost 11 years of business here in Fort Worth, which we love. You and I utilize this particular title company all the time. They have been a sponsor of the podcast. We are thrilled to invite Scott McKnight here on the podcast today. Hello, Scott. How are you? This is your turn to talk now. Now you finally get to chit chat (laughs) with us. (laughs) Scott, have you done anything like this before? I was trying to remember. I think I did this maybe 10, 11, 12 years ago where I was on some online radio thing. Oh that, yeah. This is way cooler. Maybe not pre, I didn't even know what a podcast was back then. Yeah. So we like invented this word a couple podcast. years ago. Yes. Now everybody has a podcast. Yeah. Everyone. I can't wait for you to start your Scott. No, just kidding. No pressure on that. Um, some, some of our marketing people have tried to get me to do this oh. in the past, but I, I don't know. I've, I've, uh, 
think I'll run out of things to say. I'm just so honored that we suckered you into this with the help of Liz Deegan. I bet and they Natalie didn't tell Pilot. him until like five minutes before. I get in the car. <laughs> Did they blindfold what? you on the way I here? I didn't know where I was going when I got, when I got in the car. Natalie said we we're going for coffee somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you showed up here and, and now you're wearing headphones. Yeah. Okay. Well, Scott, given all of your experience and the fact that I know that Heather and I have some stories that have happened at title companies, which maybe we're going to share today, but the fact that you have so much experience in this field, you have got to have a great story that you brought this morning. Probably the single craziest thing that's ever actually happened at our office. There was a couple that uh, came in for closing and they were either going through a divorce or had just gotten divorced. And the guy was there and he was wearing a t-shirt from one of the local uh I'll say establishments down on 377 uh, so if possibly you're, a gentleman's club gentleman's club <laughs> yes I don't remember the name of the t from the t-shirt but if you live in Fort Worth long enough you know the you area know I'm talking yes. about yeah. um and not that I have been in any right. of these places of course not driven by them many we've times. heard we've all heard and about so um they're not the nicest places down there at least by the appearance and you but definitely anyway, wouldn't want to have merchandise from one no, of those establishments if you have a t-shirt from there <laughs> Um, then you have spent a lot more time there than most people. Oh but anyways, you're a brand ambassador, yeah, really. And, and you wear the t-shirt to your real estate Dude, closing, closing on top of that. But <laughs> oh anyway, so so we were there and it was just a normal day. And uh, I was walking down the hall and I saw our closer, whose name was Amy, who doesn't work for us anymore. So none of y'all know who she is. She moved to Plano a few years back, so it doesn't work for us so anymore. So like Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, yeah, might as well be. Yeah. And so Oklahoma's actually closer. I, I think it is. Um, I agree. So she came out of the closing room and she was very flustered and kind of upset and something was obviously wrong. The other crew at our at our office, this is back when we were on Hewland Street a long time ago, came in and said that there's a guy in the closing and he is being a jerk or whatever whatever word you want to use. Yeah, and he and he word. is uh apparently calling his about to be ex wife or ex girlfriend, not really sure you know, names during the closing and just being, you know, horrible. Yeah. Just as bad as it gets. And so it's so much so that it's flustered our closers, our closers like almost in tears over the situation. Yeah. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And so I say, well, Amy, let me go in and finish the closing and you don't have to deal with this you know, a hole or whatever yeah. you want to use for him. This brand ambassador um, for a strip yeah, club. Yeah. Yeah. The marketing rep for the strip <laughs> bar. Um, but, um, so anyway, long story short is, is I end up going in and just sitting in the closing with him and Amy finishes the closing. She's professional and she wanted to finish the deal. And the realtor was appointed by the court because they couldn't even get along well enough to decide who their real estate agent was going to be. Oh my God. So the court had appointed this realtor and he was in the room and, and, and without saying who he is, I kind of disappointed he didn't step in and for tell the sure. guy to calm down. But anyway, so we're in the room and he may have been exhausted at that. Point, he probably Scott. was tired Who of dealing with these people, but, it, but it wasn't his, you know, personal, you know, yeah. it wasn't yeah. his client, so he to speak. He was appointed out. by the judge. So he didn't really have a dog in the fight, so to speak. And this so he was just there anyway. And so we finished the closing and the, the, well, when I sit down at the end of the table, I just kind of sit down and just candidly give the guy the stink eye. Yeah. And he kind of looks at me and goes, who are you? And I said, well, I'm the attorney that owns this title company and uh, we're going to play nice for the rest of the day. And that's all I said. And he did. Well then when, and so we finished, she was probably halfway through it anyway, and they were selling. So it didn't take long, but he kind of smelled as though he had probably been at the gentleman's club. He might have bought the t-shirt that morning. (laughs) 
to be honest. And so, wait, uh, just to be clear, the smell was alcohol. Right? Well, a little bit of alcohol, but not. He, was, I don't think he was intoxicated, but he smelled like smoke and the whole thing, yeah. like like he had been. He may have come you know, straight maybe from at there. the old Wee Lounge like, back in the day. Closing day is stressful. Apparently, yes, I, I get it. Yeah, a little bit. Well, and all keep going, Scott, because so, there's so much in my mind so, right now. So the couple and the realtor leave, and a couple minutes later, everybody starts running in my office and goes, "Oh my god, oh my god!" I go, "They're out in the parking lot," and I go, "What happened?" And they said the lady, she apparently just slapped the tar out of <laughs> him in the parking lot. So candidly, all the crew in our office was cheering for her. I was going to say, she did and, what everyone thought, else wanted yeah, to yeah. do. What, yeah. Candidly, what everybody, <laughs> what the, what we should have done probably earlier. But anyway, so she just knocks the, you know what, out of him oh in the parking God. lot. So I'm freaking out thinking, okay, this guy is going to, it's going to be bad. Yeah. We're going to have a murder. The, there's going to be, on our he's going to end up, you know, beating her up or doing something oh, bad. God. But so I go running out the door. I tell Lenora, who many, if you've been at our office, you know, Lenora, our yes. receptions. I said, Lenora, call the cops. So she does. I go out and fortunately the lady had already jumped in her car and taken off. They weren't in the same car. Thank goodness. Oh my God. And she had already left by the time I could even get out in the parking lot. So she slapped the heck out of him and then took off. Thank I tailed it. And so, so I go out and tell this guy, you know, we saw what happened and that he needs to leave and, and get off of our property. And this is about one o'clock in the afternoon or so. And, uh, um, still the smell, and, the day, the yeah. t-shirt. If you saw the guy, he, he what was, time in, is this place open? he was, I don't know. I guess they serve brunch. I'm not sure, but, uh, I think but, I've heard of legs and eggs. Isn't that something? That, that I, I'm learning that so my, much about you, Kaylin. No, God. That is something that I swear the frat guys used to stay in college. I swear to God, I would know nothing about this. This is getting interesting, though, Scott. <laughs> yeah. And so he looked like he hadn't showered in a few days. I mean, he he was a bad, he was a rough fella. Like a character in Joe Dirt, maybe? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's who I was imagining. Perfect. And yeah. he had a pickup truck that was probably 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I can't believe it even runs. And it was... <laughs> like a kind of like a plumber or electrician, a big thing on the back of the truck. Right. right. So whatever his profession was, I don't know, but it was not just a normal pickup truck and it had his company name or whatever was on the side of it. But it was probably, this was probably 10 years ago, say 2000, let's say 2011 or 12 when this all happened. And I bet that truck thinking about it was 1980 something model. I mean, it was yeah. an old, like, yeah. like I, the oldest truck you've ever seen on the road. Yes. It was one of these. So he says, well, if y'all saw this, I want to call the cops. And I said, don't worry, they're already on their way. Of course. And I said, you don't really want to be here when the cops get here because the story we're going to tell is not going to be in your favor. Of course. We're going to talk about everything that's happened for the last 45 minutes or an hour while you're here. Including that t-shirt. And I have no problem telling the police officer, you deserved it. Absolutely. So, you had it so, coming. And I said, but you need to leave. And our office was down on Hewland, kind of by Central Market at the time. Shout out. Uh, just north of the bridge. And so I said, why don't you, you need to leave my property. You go to the Central Market parking lot and I'll send the 
cop yeah, to you. Right over to you, buddy. Well, and he didn't want to do that. I said, well, you're leaving because I'm going to tell him to arrest you for trespassing if you when he gets here. Yeah, because that's and not a so, great advertisement for McKnight title if the cops pull up. I can just imagine no. like a young, sweet, first time homebuyer couple with their realtor in the closing, just like walking in like, what? Yeah, big, big, one of the biggest days of their lives. They're, yeah, close, you know, they're all happy. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this guy who, you know, anyway, it, it's... It was, uh, you know, and there's people slapping each other. Yeah. In the oh, exactly. Lot, I wonder know, if he so. actually went to Central Market or did he I know. be like, oh, I'm not going to do I, I don't know. I don't know. The cop took, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to show up. So he was gone. And oh then, but so I told the police officer the whole story and I said, pretty sure he's a little bit intoxicated, <laughs> certainly too much to be driving. Oh. And I said, I'm pretty sure I know where he's going by his t-shirt. So the police officer calls in, radios in and describes this pickup truck, which you would, you know, in Texas, yeah. there's a truck every yeah, 30 absolutely. feet. You know, you say red pickup truck. Well, there's a hundred of those. Yeah. Well, this truck was, you couldn't miss it. Yeah. Like yes. if you saw it or if you were a police officer on 377, had that you would of see the, the truck. Silhouette of the girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, so I told him, I said, he had a t-shirt on from one of the, yeah. men's clubs yes. down on 377 and I said so the away. police officer actually called in and said be on the this lookout is, for this guy oh, he's probably DUI or whatever and I don't know if he ever got arrested or not I want I uh, wanted to follow up with the police officer I have officer. never had an encounter like this I mean we we have some stories I have right? awkward we like awkward. emotional things exactly. that happen like yes. not physical yes but like yes. The, I love when you get the um so I guess when you close, you have to disclose like when they ran their credit report, like what names popped up and buyers always get a little like that. That's not my name. And it's kind of like the closers. I was like, it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't affect your home purchase. But I have had one time where like the husband's like, oh, John Smith, John C. Smith. Okay. And then the wife had like 17 names and aliases. And, oh. and I guess she had been married a few times before that's happened where the husband didn't know. Didn't know. The legal, again, that's why we have like, an attorney on today. And they're guys. older, you know, they lived a lot of lives. Like I, but you that are there. more than you would think. Yeah. <gasps> are you, you able to a, share anything like that? I had, I had one that, uh, it's been several years ago and I don't remember the person's name, but I will never forget the look in her eye when I said, here's yes. a, here's an affidavit that said that, that has every name you've ever gone by and I see her tense up and get kind of wide eyed. And she's, you know, old enough, you know, probably I'm, I say I'm 55. So she was probably my age or older at the time. Super young. And, and it obviously they were buying a house. They were recently married. You could kind of tell, even though they were older. Well, when I say that, I see her kind of tense up and I had his, his affidavit was on the top. And of course he's, yeah and so so I look glance at hers kind of oh. side eye and I see that there's like five or six names oh, on there no. that and that it was by the look in her eyes it was obvious he was not aware of all of oh. them oh, and no. so she kind of tenses up and kind of gives me the big eye look like, Oh, don't wrap me out. Whatever. Yeah, you know? so and what so do you do? I literally like didn't know what to do. So I slid the, uh, paper, the affidavit over to him and he, while he was signing, I slid it to her. And then I did something where I said, <laughs> I like made up an excuse to like distract him. I can't even remember. Oh. I like somebody like walked by our conference room. So I like <gasps> oh. waved at like pointed, I like pointed yeah. somehow oh like, my God. like 
you know, Troy Aikman squirrel, is walking squirrel, right look right over here, you know, yeah, I did. Shiny I, object. Yeah, and I did. And, and then she like signed it real fast. And then she just kind of, uh, she almost like mouthed, like, thank, thank you. you. Like she gave me that look Aww. like, thank God. Oh, I'm so tense so, for this person I've never so, met. That is really sweet. Yeah. That is very kind. But I will never very forget kind. the the, the size of her eyeballs when oh I said, this has every name you've ever gone by on it. And she, I mean, I, I thought she was gonna have a panic attack. Oh, well, right for sure. Yeah. Scott, like, last, and, yeah, last anyway, week so. we talked, Heather and I talked about how we will often find out about pregnancies before, like from our clients that their families don't know about. We'll find out about, out about engagements before anyone else will know. And you are on the flip side of that. So we often kind of get this great news or whatnot. Not that we haven't had some negative, yeah. but you guys are over here like keeping people's identities either safe or, or opening up a bag of tricks for them. I mean, this is devastating or fascinating. I don't know how to d describe it, but I, the things you have seen, I can only imagine. Well, and the other thing from time to time, we get to remind people that they're married. And when I, what I say by that is, is that a lot of times people will go out and shop for a home and they'll go under contract and they may have been separated for years or, you know, a lot, a lot of times. And, and when we actually search, to see right. if they're married or not, even on the buyer side, because if they are, we have to have both party signatures typically on the documents. And so there's been, there was one about a year ago where this lady had gone under contract, filled out her loan application, never said she was married. Uh oh. We, you know, assume that they're at, all that is correct. Well, we can't find her divorce decree anywhere. Like, Where'd you get divorced? Whatever, whatever, whatever. They were halfway through the closing process. And is she just ignoring process. your questions at this point? Well, it was Donna in our office. For those of you who know Donna, it was one of her deals. And and long story short is, is the deal didn't close because this lady was married. Oh my God. Didn't even tell her lender. Like her oh, loan application no. didn't show her as single. And they know everything. And we said, well, we need a copy of your divorce decree, you know, so mm -hmm. that we can, you know, just for the files, standard stuff. Well, they were still married. Oh my God. And so that deal didn't close because the husband, they, uh, husband obviously wasn't going to sign the documents. I don't think yeah. they've spoken in right. several years. Okay, hey, wait. honey, can you stop yeah. by and just sign something real quick? <laughs> just real quick. I'm at a title company yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to buy a house. Okay, Scott, wait, you just brought up something that I have to ask you because I often say this phrase and I want you to tell me right here on air if we, if I'm wrong. In Texas, it takes, tell me if I'm right, one to buy, but two to sell? Is that right? If you're not, let's say you bought a house and you're not married and then you got married and you have to sell the house. And even though that person maybe wasn't on title at the beginning or even the loan, well, does it now take- Two to sell for sure. Two to sell for sure. If it's, you heard your, if it it's here. your homestead. Okay. Or if it ever was your homestead. The okay. The title company is going to require you to both to sign. And even a non, we, we would call them a non-borrowing spouse, meaning they're on title, but they're not on any of the loan documents. Okay. You have, and that's true, even if it's someone's separate property, we're going to require both people to sign. Okay. So I get from time to time, we'll get somebody that says that, hey, it's, this is my separate property. I've even got a prenuptial agreement or whatever that says it is. And we'll say, well, we don't really care because we still need your spouse to come in and sign. And I always have, it's always the guys who want to send me their prenuptial agreement for me to review. And These I said, you can send guys. it to me. I'm not going to read it because I don't care what it says. <laughs> yeah. Because in Texas, the spouse has a interest Common. in the property as their homestead. Okay. And so we require it. I said, the prenuptial agreement might decide who gets the money post-closing or what, if y'all got divorced, who ends up with the money. But we're going to require the spouse, even if they live there for 10 minutes. And a lot of it, a lot of times you'll see it 
it doesn't happen all the time. And most people don't really care uh, if their spouse has to come in, but every now and then they, for some reason, don't want them to participate. And it, where you see it a lot is like people will have re- like if I had a home, let's say I was single, I had a home and I'd had it for years as my separate property. Clearly we get, I get married and my spouse moves in for a week, Yeah, you know, come home from the honeymoon, moves in for a week until we close on the house. We're actually going to buy together. Right. Well, we still, even if it's five minutes or 50 years, she, ha- she, in this case would have a need to sign to, because they to, are married. Which, there, yeah, it, so people you, don't know once that. it's your homestead, if it's your homestead for five minutes or 50 years, it's the same. It's the same. And so in that case, well, that, she's never lived there. I go, well, where does she live now? You know, where'd she sleep last night yeah. <laughs> at this house? But it's, you know, it <laughs> wow. doesn't matter. You've already, you've under contract to buy what's going to be your house yes. together. Yes. It's still, we still need. Get her in here. Purposes. Let's get the signature. Yeah. And so, and most of the time, you know, nine times out of 10, everybody's like, okay, well, I didn't know, but yeah, fine. but for your purposes, that person needs to be on the contract. Right. And your listing agreement. Right. That's okay. so, see good to know. Okay, write it down, so, Heather. Write yeah. it down. I don't know. Yeah. So, well, okay, and I'm going to be honest with you. And Heather and I are like really showing our cards on this episode because we've talked a lot. We wanted you to come on. We want to learn a lot more about title. Um, I, I think the listener might be in agreement with us, Heather. But we use your name, and when I say your name, I say the title company, like any title company we're working with, like it's God. Like our clients will ask us a question, and Heather, I don't mean to speak for you, but my clients will ask me a question, and I'll be like, you know what? We're going to ask title about that. And I refer to you guys like you are the end all be all, all knowing, like there's absolutely nothing we're not going to find out. And I don't know if that is how every, actually I know it's not how every title company (laughs) is, but when I can text that escrow agent, which by the way, I'd love to talk more about the word escrow. Okay, we will. But anyways, and I can get my answer. It's It, it makes me so much better at my job. But Heather, don't, do you say the same things I do? We're going to ask title about that. Yes, because- okay. If I'm being honest, there's a lot about the title world that I have no clue about. No clue. And the fact that I've managed 12 years in this and like, and you don't have to really know about it. That's why I love working with good title companies and lenders. Like, like night. But I, I never really look into it until like, I would say like once every five contracts, the buyer's like, hey, on schedule C, <sighs> what? And I'm like, Oh, your it's eyes the get attorneys wide. and engineers. It's, it yes. is. Those damn so analysts. In a very, sorry, I interrupted you. No. I interrupted you. Um, in <laughs> a very simple way, what is a title commitment? Um, in we, four words or less. We don't know. The short version is, the reason it's called a commitment is it's, it's we are not issuing a policy, an insurance policy at that time. We're just promising to do so at the closing. So okay. it's a commitment. It's a commitment for us to insure it closing day or after the closing. It's a commitment so to do your job. it would be, so it's not a tight, like if you buy auto insurance, you call your insurance yeah. person and they send you over a title policy or a card for your glove box, whatever. And you have a policy right then and there. It's not like a quote, cause that's not really what it is, but it's a promise to insure both the buyer and the lender at or after closing. So we issue a policy so we might close the transaction and you'll get up, your buyers will get their policy in the mail a week or two later, typically. Brilliant. And, or email to them however they want it. But, yeah. but that's, it's a, pro, a commitment is a promise to insure later. Fantastic. It, or at closing. So. And then you've just brought up the other word that we wanted to talk about because often before the market got crazy, while the market was crazy, it was, it was like, who's paying for this title insurance? I do know a little bit about title insurance and what insurance and what it is. But when, when we're in that moment and we're having to figure out 
like, okay, who's putting up the cash for this? And is this necessary? And why is this necessary? The way that I explain it to my clients is you don't think you need it until you do. And I feel like those are the types of deals, Heather, I would love to hear your side of this too, but we'll go through, I'll do 10 deals in a row that obviously nothing came up with the title. And when I say nothing came up, there's no liens. There's nothing, you know, that was weird or funky, right? And so everyone's looking at me like, why the hell did we just have to pay for this? Mm -hmm. Well, it's that one deal that there you are buying that house and you maybe you didn't do title insurance. And actually, I'd even love to know, do you have to have it? Heather, do you have any deals like that or are they mostly smooth or? Well, Natalie, I keep poor Natalie. <laughs> um, we had one last year and there was a, I mean, I, and, and in fact, Scott got involved because you probably don't remember because you have realtors probably call you hourly with this yes. stuff. But the long story short, it was more of an investment property and it kind of been inherited to the daughter and thought we had a great cash offer, an investor, and we title company could not issue a clear title because there was still somebody somebody on the title. Yes. And this person, they had not seen this person in 30 years. They think that he might have moved back to Mexico. Don't even oh, know if he's still alive. No. But the way I learned a lot about it is like the fact that he's, that's not, you know, wrapped up with a bow and done. The, the potential of him maybe coming back and, and they can't, they couldn't. They couldn't. But this individual buyer still moved forward with the purchase, okay. not having a title a clear title. No. We, so just did, we just didn't insure it. Didn't insure it. Okay. okay. And so the, the buyer said, I, that's okay. It's a, I'm going to hold on to it and rent it out because there's a period of time after like five years, I forgot four or five years. If you haven't heard from this person or found him, then they fall off. They, they can, but they he was just going to hold it. This is, and I'm like, did so I price it too low? <laughs> Dang it. So um, the things we question, but on the title commitment, there will be sometimes a buyer will be like, oh my gosh, they owe the HOA a thousand dollars and they kind of get all, all worried, but that's kind of, it's an initial title search too. That says, Hey, we found these things, but yeah. always it's usually dealt with by the time they close and it's all clear. That's what they have to do. Like they, yeah. So when, when you have, if you have a client that says, why do I have to pay two or three, four or $5,000 for title insurance? Well, one, the short answer is your bank's going to require it. So if there's a bank involved, just it's not oh, up for debate. I literally didn't know that. Uh, and, so that's, and, okay, the, and a lender, actually, when we'll get into, we can dive into that more too, but, but the lender's always going to require it first of all. So, so that was probably the deal you're talking about had to have been a cash, cash transaction. Yes. And um, so what I, way I explain it to people that say, why do I need title insurance? The thing we always hear is, well, there's never a claim on your title policy. And you go, well, that's right. Claims in the title world are very rare, thank goodness, knock on wood. But that's because we have solved all the problems or what we say cured the problems before the closing. So if there is liens, title issues, whatever they are, we have Natalie or whoever's closing the transaction, or if it's real messy, I get involved and we, clear or cure those issues prior to closing. So it's like, it's almost like the way I describe it is it's almost a preventative insurance policy than it is a something that you're not going to, it's like, I always say. You're not say, cashing it in later. That's right. So okay. like, so like I always say, look, if you could buy auto insurance that would ensure you would never be in a car accident, yeah. Yeah. you would pay a lot for that. Yes. And you would pay for it every month for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, so, but for us, we're going to look for whatever issues may be involved and solve that problem 
or cure it or clear it, clear title. You hear closers say, well, we've got title. We're clear to close. Clear to close. That means all the, whatever problems or issues on that particular property have been cleared or cured or cleaned up. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. Clear to close. It's a great phrase. It's great. There's there's coffee mugs and stuff that people have around it. (laughs) For sure. If you go on I always call us title nerds, but if you go on any kind of title nerd website, well, there'll they'll be all that kind of stuff. But, but anyway, the, uh, but, but that's, so you're paying a one-time policy. What you're really paying for are professionals like Natalie who have been doing this a long time, have the experience to know what needs to be fixed or cleared and for them to actually do that work. Right. You're doing it before. So as opposed, and I'm not knocking insurance agencies, but you can get an auto policy online in five minutes. Correct. It doesn't, take somebody with knowledge and experience to get your auto policy or or anything else. And so what we really get paid to do is to solve the problems before they affect anything. And I don't know, Natalie's here. What percentage of files do you think actually have something that has to be resolved? Half at least, maybe more. And that's that's more than say, so, you know, what we call a clean title would be you know, husband and wife own or whoever owns the property, they've got a mortgage on it and that's it. That's it. You just yeah. got to get the payoff and pay the mortgage and do all that stuff. And, and so that's kind of what we would say is an easy deal. That's less than half. Oh, I'm so, sure. I'm sure. So, and, wait, and a really lot of quick. things that happen that we do that we never even tell you about. Okay. That was that's, my question. I was going to say that too. And really quick listener, Natalie's here and we love her and she's over here supporting us right now. And she's going to be on the podcast later, later next month. So we keep turning to Natalie to make sure yeah. that we're saying the right things because she's here to support us today. But that is such a great point. So you just said that you half the time you might not actually even tell us about something that you're in the background fixing. Is that what well, I heard? Lots of it is just getting payoff. Like if there's liens, we're going to get payoffs and we're going to tell you what issues may be there. There. Yeah, but especially on the buyer side, if it's something that needs to be resolved on the seller side, if it's sometimes it's just as simple as asking the seller some questions. Like if there's a judgment against somebody, I have a good friend who might, won't mind me saying his name, but his name is Matt Johnson. Hey, He's Matt. a buddy of mine. <laughs> Shout out. Well, there's only three Matt Johnsons in Fort Worth, but there's probably a hundred <laughs> of them in Tarrant County. Yeah, and so oh. Matt, who's a good friend of mine and does not have any judgments against him, I can tell you. Um, but like every time, you know, he buys or sells a property, um, we have to have him sign an affidavit that says, no, this Matt Johnson that has this judgment against me is not me, oh. you know? And so, and we match social security numbers and do all that. So that's something that's simple that a buyer would net, we would not bother a buyer right. with that. We're going to call or Matt, Matt or, Bill, or Bill Miller or anybody else who's, who has a, fairly common name. I was going to say, is this a lesson to name your children something well, unique? Well, this is random, but my maiden name was Smith. And in high school, there were two Heather L. Smiths. Oh, God. One was younger than me. And she she made bad decisions. She did not make good decisions. But I was the one that got called in for everything. You're kidding. Late over overdue books, principal. Um, one time somebody came in the middle of class, <laughs> my cheerleading coach, and she pulled me out because I somebody had said that I said the S word. And she's like, that is not how we, you know, Conduct carry ourselves. We are representatives of this school. And I was like, I never said that word in my life. <laughs> and it was the other one. <laughs> Have we looked up old Heather to see what she's up to these days? <laughs> you know what? Have Scott do it after will, this episode. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so Scott, so we have literally already taken up so much of your time. We have a few other things that we want to know about quickly before you go. Um, but basically, 
uh, you you were a Fidelity fee attorney, and then you decided to get into this business. Can you tell us why you decided to get into owning a title company? I actually kind of half got tricked into it, oddly <laughs> enough. And I had an old law classmate uh, from OU whose family owned a title company in another state. And if I tell too much of the story, you'll figure out who it is. But he's a super nice guy. But uh, he said, I want to open a title company in Texas and I want we'll be partners in the deal, blah, blah, blah. So we, so I kind of did, I had had some law partners I was practicing with and we had kind of separated before that. And he took him a couple of years to even talk me into it. And, he, and so I did, didn't know anything about it at the time. This is back in 06 probably. And I finally, a, after a year or two of that, he kind of went back to where he was from and I ended up buying him out of our practice at the time because he was really busy candidly running his title company in another place, just kind of living here part-time. Anyway, it was a, I say, probably mutual agreement that we parted ways. And this is back when we were still Fidelity attorney, Fidelity fee attorney. So after a little bit of time, I figured out that I wanted to become my own agency because we can give better service and I won't bore you with all the details, but we, we, we do all our own exam work now and we can just give a lot better service to the customer by having control of all of it and not just part of it. And so I decided to do that 11 years ago or almost 11 years ago. And then that's when we created McKnight title. Awesome. Um, and so that's been, yeah, I feel old just talking about doing the same thing oh, for 11 stop years. It. But well, 12. I know I couldn't do my job without these people. Oh right yeah. Here. I was going to say you like have, you have, I think we have a lot of realtors that listen and you do such a good job. Like, there's nothing I love more than I get a contract or I see McKnight title at the bottom. I'm like, okay, good. Oh, thank God. There's nothing worse when it's some, I have, I have, I'm, I'm headed to a closing this afternoon in Plano. Speaking of Oklahoma, <laughs> you know, and I don't know what I'm in. So you're I'm flying just, or driving? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know Southwest. what you're in for. It's so, it's yeah. so fact. So we get comfortable, I think, yes. when we're like, oh, oh. Oh, it's McKnight. Oh, it's great. We yeah. got this. Oh, I can just call so-and-so or Natalie or whoever. Well, so yeah, that's why I love working with McKnight and that people there, because I don't have to be, I don't have to, <laughs> y'all make us look good. I'm like, Oh, okay. Sorry. That's title company. They are going to, which I wonder sometimes if sometimes you get questions from real, I bet you have so many realtor stories, but you can't tell them. You can't, I bet. Do I mean, you sometimes get questions where you're like, this is not really our job, but I'll do it. Like, Oh, I guarantee you know, where I'm like, Hey, title company is going to, is going to um, <laughs> tell you how to put your, turn your utilities on. <laughs> I, I, you, I joke with some of the closers at the office from time to time that when I retire, I'm going to write a book called oh. 101 Craziest Questions I've Ever Been Asked. You don't even oh. have to. You just start but, a podcast, yeah. actually. It's yeah, just what you do. True. I guess yeah. I could you do that. You could do that. No, do a book. Do a book. Nobody right. does books anymore. Yeah, yeah. we'll promote it. We'll yeah. read it. We'll do all the things. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, between, between us putting that on you or even just the phone call. Scott, I think I had to call you one time about a square footage discrepancy of something. And you guys had to give me language to put into yeah. the contract. Oh, that was what I was going to say. They, a few years ago, they did finally kind of come down on our, because back in the day, realtors would just write all this garbage and special provisions, which is basically, uh, you know, midway through the contract, just this like, like five lines, just yeah. blank. And us as realtors are like, oh my gosh, I can put anything we can do. And we would, I remember like when I was first starting out, when like I said that nobody was watching what I was doing. I mean, I would just write like, on the fourth day after closing, buyer to mow the front yard and also have the cat. I mean, just like, so I bet you have, you could oh. also write a book about 
So now, special provisions. Now I think they've scared us realtors they enough have. to be like, do not write under any circumstances in there. Well, do not write. And the anything. new version of the contract that takes effect February first oh. actually spells it out that you're. It says on oh, there good. you can't do this. It's like basically, if you are not an attorney, do not put anything in there. Right? Well, it's, well, you can, that's, but well, I have a kind of a give you guys a lot more credit than Trek does on what you're capable of doing and not why like, thank sen- you or writing in complete sentences and things like that. I think they think that you guys can't, you know, well, write figure certain things. There now, are I have eight seen billion of, of us and stuff. they have met us. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> but I think they kind of restrict you guys a little too much, but that, and that's part of what I do is, is help with that kind of thing. And so, yeah, this is why um, we like you. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, you do see some doozies, especially before the appraisal addendum came out oh, and I was just people about would to say, try to write, you know, with, you about- with all the over, over list price offers that now we don't have that problem as much anymore, unfortunately, but, um, you know, everybody wanting to write, if this, then that, yes. and, this, and I, you know, if, if it closes on an odd number day, then we'll pay you this much. If it closes on even number day, we'll pay you this, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's just all kinds of stuff. And sometimes I'll read it. And I'll just go, I'll just shake my head. I said, I have no idea what they're trying to get. Yeah. yeah and no. then, so I'll call and say, Hey, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Let exactly. me help you. <laughs> Let's start from scratch here. And it's not all the time. And, it, and I don't see as much of those, if this, then that, and right. you know, if, if, if the appraiser says this, then we'll pay you that. And it was like, oh, wow. oh those can get so, and this like, is why I call confusing. him first or I text him for, or what, or email you first. Cause I'm like, that's like, great. You're telling yep, the whole world they can text yep, me and, just, call me and his number is yeah. no, no, they, no, I actually tell the whole world that too. So you are very kind because I know that if I'm talking to you, it's, it's like, it's gotten to the, it's gotten to the point. I can't, I've only had two calls anymore. from realtors since we started talking. Oh, so oh my God. This it's is what Heather morning. and I think Makes that we're busy. <laughs> well, and speaking of Scott, we have literally taken up so much of your time and you are the world's busiest man. <laughs> I have, I do have a quick question for you. Um, you came to our offices not too long ago and shared that there is a new law where if let's say somebody passes away and their kids inherit the home and they decide to hold on to it for, let's say a year before they can get it cleaned out, get an estate sale and sell it. They have then had a year of taxes at a 65 and Ah, over uh, exemption, if you will. And that then could potentially get passed on to the new buyer. I found this fascinating. I don't know if you can quickly tell in like layman's terms. The general rule is that if you have, if you're over 65, you know, you live in a house, you're over 65 at your homestead. Well, when you pass the title vest immediately in your heirs or whomever it is, well, if your heir is not 65 and it's not their homestead, which it's not typically, they don't move in the next day, then you lose those exemptions. So if you hold on to the house for a while, those exemptions will go away. Well, I don't want to say that Tarrant County in particular hadn't ever really chased after that much, but they are now meaning um, if you, when, so when you go to sell the property, we're going to prorate the taxes for those years. You know, we're going to assume that the past year, say 2022, 2021, if you hold it for a while um, that those taxes are going to be need to be prorated and accounted for that Tarrant County is going to come in after the closing when the heirs sell it to whomever your yeah. buyer, whoever it may be, Tarrant County is now going back and assessing for some of those prior years. And their position is, look, the estate should have told us they're not no longer entitled to these exemptions. And technically they're correct, but nobody, 
Nobody calls and rats themselves out I was and says, say, I owe more taxes. Not to not be a rule follower, which I am, but it sounded, when you first shared that with us, I was like, okay, that's crap, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go along with it. When, but now that I can tell people who are in this situation, like, hey, we need to look into this and we need a McKnight title to look into this for us. And this is why you have to find a good title company. I mean, this just well, goes and, back and to this. A lot of people, you know, somebody might keep a house and say the kids inherit their parents' house and they turn it into a rental property for two or three years or longer. And then they go, this was not a good idea. We need to get rid of this house. So there's reasons why it would exactly. sit. Well, nobody ever calls and goes, oh, by, calls the county and says, by the way, you need to, my, yeah. my parents passed away. I and need I'm to 35. raise my taxes. To raise my ta- exactly. and nobody, nobody does that. And, and it wouldn't occur to most people to do that. And so that's something that has always been the rule or the law or whatever, but we're now seeing the counties enforce, enforce it. it. So I guess okay. as much as our property values have all gone up over the last two or three or four years, I guess the county's trying to get every dime out of us, even though their revenue ought to be way well, higher. That's I can, what it sounds I like. Go on for a whole oh, yeah, afternoon about that, but but well, we we'll, but we'll spare everybody that. Well, I wanted you to share that quick fact though, because again, we try to give the listener like little tips about you know why you need to use a, a great, let's say, title company lender, so so on and so forth. Like you need to know you have to work with someone that's on the front of everything and, you know, the bleeding edge, if you will, and understands kind of what's coming down the pike. And that's why I wanted to ask you that question because McKnight title does do that. What I've decided, and Heather, I think you're going to be game for this. We're going to make this a two-parter. Yeah. So, okay. So we've got, we've got Scott here today. I feel so rude, but I have to head to Plano. I know. You're going to go to Plano. Got to get gonna, on my plane. We're going to have Natalie back. Natalie's yeah. going to come yeah. and answer all the HOA questions that uh, we didn't get to ask today. I yes. Which HOAs. just throw me off the Hewlin Bridge. I hate them. <laughs> um, and all of those other title questions that we want to find yeah. out so that we can make sure that our listeners are super informed. But Scott, thank you so much for yes. coming today. You you knocked it out of the park, man. You well, like this is less painful than I thought it was. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> you I heard it that. here, yes. folks. It's it's much easier probably to talk in your living room than it is in oh, front yeah. of a couple hundred yeah. people, which I don't mind doing. No. But uh this yeah. is, we make it cozy. It's I'll make cozy. you a latte later. Yeah. Like, come nice. on, just settle in. I mean, I'll turn on, a, I'll turn live. on a show. We'll hang out. Exactly. Yeah. So Scott, thank you so much for yes, coming again. Scott you. with McKnight title. You are the best. You save Heather and I's butts on a daily basis. And I'm sure we'll be texting you <laughs> later today with a question about, you know, taxes or uh-huh. HOAs or uh-huh. insurance or something like Perfect. that. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, listener. We'll see you guys next week. All right, bye. bye. Thank you. Always be closing. Hello. I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure.